Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, it's the series aimed at helping you save your hard-earned cash, the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast series. And you're very welcome. Good to have you along with us. And uh, Mrs. Mean's back in the studio looking very mean as always. How are you, Mrs. Mean? Oh, mean as ever. As mean, mean as, as ever. ever. Mean as ever. <laughs> all right. Now, just before we get stuck into today's uh, episode, which is all about ombudsman and how the UK customer is no longer regarded as always right, very quickly, a word about the brand new website, uh, Mrs. Mean Money Show uk lots of stuff on there there's all the podcasts there's regular blogs keeping you up to date and it's trying to help people but most importantly there is a contact us space and anybody who listens to one of our podcasts and thinks why don't they ever write about I don't know, fishing tackle or whatever it is (laughs) I hope they don't say that but why don't they ever do this I want to hear from them because sometimes it might be something just slightly outside my experience, but I find out, and this is how journalism works, I find out lots of people are concerned about something that's going up in price Mm. or something that's affecting them, and I want to help people because... If you shine a bit of light onto somebody's problems, often they get resolved. Yeah, absolutely right. It reminds me of a a little fishing tackle shop we've got down in our local town here. It's called Mixed Tackle. I think it's a great name for a fishing tackle shop. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, if you have got an idea, just go over to the brand new website, mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk, and there is a contact button right at the top of the page. You can't miss it. So then, ombudsman today, as uh, we hinted at the top of the show, uh, the UK customer no longer regarded as always right, Mrs. Mean banks, insurance companies, energy providers, credit card companies, airlines, landlords, and so many more are difficult to talk to when things actually go wrong. That's so true, isn't it? It absolutely is. Some of it you can trace back to the pandemic where companies cut the number of people they have in the office. Some of it's working from home, but some of it's they cut the numbers to save money. And lots of desperate people can't get to talk to somebody at companies, they wait on the phone for hours or they don't get an email reply or it doesn't answer their question or even worse, the ones that I hear from most are people who are trying to deal with a chatbot that never answers their complaint because it's not one of the frequently asked questions. Mm. And so if you have a specific problem, you really have difficulty getting through and getting your problem dealt with. But just because a company tells you that you haven't got a complaint if you get through to them that it's all right doesn't mean they are right because they just try and fob us off there are a couple of the ombudsman energy ombudsman reckons that 75 percent of customers get money back because they find in their favor when it comes to banks those people who've been subject to fraud where they've been encouraged by a fraudster Mm. to make a payment being told that their bank account is compromised or something like that and it's called authorized push fraud If they actually put the money through, even though they believe it's somebody belonging to a bank or HMRC or their solicitor, they don't get the money back unless they are a customer of TSB. TSB is the only bank so far that will pay everybody who is an innocent, who is defrauded. So they find that there's a problem there. If you take it to the financial ombudsman, 75% of complaints about authorised push fraud, they find in favour of the customer. And all the time I'm 
coming across people and I'll go into details later, but all the time I'm coming across people and what made me concentrate on it now was there was a bit of a fuss a couple of weeks ago about buy now, pay later schemes and mm. how they're going to be much more regulated. And one of the big things that they're going to have is that their customers will be able to go to the financial ombudsman service if they feel they've been misled, that they didn't know they were taking out a loan, they didn't know what the terms and conditions were. Because a lot of the problems, they may seem tiny, but they can cost money. You know, you think that your credit card is going to charge you 19% and then for some reason it charges you 34% or it issues charges that you were weren't expecting on the wrong day so that you put you into overdraft all those things if the bank won't sort it out or the credit card company won't sort it out if it's not in the small or it's in the bottom of the small print because Mm. so many of the terms and conditions for bank accounts and for you need a magnifying um, glass for don't you well you need a magnifying glass and i often research companies look at these things and say oh so-and-so's terms and conditions are longer than moby dick or something like that and i try and look at terms and conditions Mm. but even when i'm helping people i sometimes think oh i can't read that but if it's not on the first few pages and it's going to cost you money then the financial ombudsman will say well it should have been on the first few pages because you can't expect somebody to go through 18 pages of detail so they are really good and there are lots of them all right thanks for that then mrs mean all about ombudsman today Uh, getting started in getting your case sorted is what we're going to look at Uh, financial ombudsman service claims management companies all the ombudsman services and also resolver so getting started in getting your case sorted then mrs mean it's this really is as, as you say in the title there getting things sorted out it's important to have your facts at hand isn't it It is absolutely important. The Ombudsman services need proof that you've tried to settle your dispute with the company, whether it's a bank, a credit card, motor companies. There are so many Ombudsmen, and I'll go through the list of them later, but there are so many of them. But first of all, you can't just charge off to an Ombudsman. You've got to say to the company, I think you didn't treat me fairly, and they have to have chance to put it right. Now, some don't even answer. And if you can prove that you told them this, I don't think you treated me fairly when you charged me that £600. Mm. You can show the email or the letter or whatever it is, and you haven't had a reply. If you've waited eight weeks, they'll go in for you. And all the financial companies have to be a member of it. Some of the other ombudsman services, you don't have to be a member of. But the financial ombudsman as well, their word carries. So if they say so-and-so bank should give you £5,000, they will have to give you it. They Mm. may drag their feet, but they will get the thing um, sorted out for you. So it's really important. You've got to have the details. Many companies reject complaints just as a matter of course. Sometimes it's because they haven't trained their staff properly so that they don't know whether you're right or wrong. I a number of times when I talk to banks and insurance companies, etc., and the person that I'm talking to does not understand the law. And therefore, I have to say, but what about section so-and-so? And And they go away and they come back and say, actually, on this case, we're going to give them a compensation. They don't say they're wrong, but they will give compensation. And I'm not going to argue the toss. If somebody's going to get some money and I'm helping them, Mm. then I'm absolutely happy. It's cheaper for a business to say no and probably give you a legal argument and talk about some sort of legislation. So almost you should expect a rejection if you've got a complaint. Mm. I am really pleased when occasionally somebody says, I complained and they gave me money and they said, well, actually, we'll give you exactly what you want and we'll give you £25 extra for the effort you've had to put in. 
or even more. So you've got to give the company, often it's eight weeks before you can make your complaint. Should you try and resolve your complaints with the organisation before you actually complain to an ombudsman? Absolutely, you should. And don't accept the first no, because I'll detail in a minute a Mm. case where somebody was told, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then the ombudsman was told by the bank, you're wrong, but the person got the money. So it's a matter of being calm and pleasant and don't, I need that money tomorrow because you're not going to get it tomorrow, but you will get it. You've got to give them eight weeks to decide whether they are going to do anything for you. Sometimes they won't have enough people in the office etc but you should absolutely have to try and resolve it and if you're pleasant and show a bit of knowledge but also say i'm aware you're part of the ombudsman service i will be taking this on if you don't resolve me because while customers get ombudsman free services free the businesses have to pay for it Mm. so when we had all those ppi claims the um, insurance claims some of the companies really paid millions out just to the ombudsman because there were so many cases going to them. So it costs them. And I would hope that banks, insurance companies, etc., they see somebody's complaining about something that costs them £500. They'll probably say, well, the time to have an, our own expert looking at this and the cost of the case, if we have done something wrong, just settle it. And too many people in companies think if they settle claims Mm -hmm. that they they will get a bad mark when it comes to their annual appraisal or they won't get promoted. Companies have to give us the idea that if the customer complains, they should use it as a learning experience. Oh, this went wrong. This new product, this went wrong. Let's resolve it. Keep the product going, but let's make sure we don't do it again. That's how it should be. That's how it used to be. Or maybe I'm... Got sweet nostalgia there. <laughs> All right, thanks for that, uh, Mrs. Mean. We're taking a look at the Ombudsman services today. And uh, let's focus now, Mrs. Mean, on the financial Ombudsman service. Uh, it's a free and easy to use service, isn't it, that settles it, complaints? It is. And you can just fill out a form online or you can ring their helpline 0800 023 4567. Open office hours. Well, a bit later, really. Mm. But they're there and they settled or had 200,000 complaints in the year from April 21 to March 22. They resolved more than 200,000 complaints. Authorised fraud is one of the biggies at the moment. But there are lots of other things you can go to them about. You know I'm always talking about fraud because there's so much of it at the moment. Mm. Three quarters of the people who complained about authorised fraud got their money. Another thing that people complain about is packaged current accounts. Now, I've got 25,000 complaints on this, and that's because people aren't told what they're getting for their money. Tell Uh, us what a packaged current account is, Mrs. Mead, just for those that don't know. Well, they may charge you 20 or £25 a month, and they say, well, you can have mobile phone insurance as part of the package. I mean, some of the bad ones in the past, and they've sorted themselves out, but they'd offer you car breakdown cover. It wouldn't be as big as the car breakdown cover that you get if you have it directly with AA or RAC, but sometimes they were selling car breakdown cover to people who'd never passed a driving test, would never use it, and yet they were selling them things they would never use or selling it to people who'd already got car breakdown cover so they are generally expensive unless you lose a lot of phones now most of the cases they deal with probably a few hundred pounds but the financial ombudsman service 
can pay up to £375,000 compensation. Now, this will be probably for investments that may have been fraudulent, etc. But, you know, you have to look at where there have been omissions, where you haven't had proper service. Mm. Companies, as I've said before, they may delay in replying, they may argue the case, but the financial ombudsman can make a legally binding final decision. I've helped lots of people with these. If you have a problem, you've got to contact the ombudsman within six months of the bank or whatever it is saying, no, we're not going to help you. This is finished. And the letter they say that, they all tell you you've got six months to do it. So if you're upset about something, sort it out. You can even charge for the time it takes you to put your case together. You don't need a lawyer. You might even be able to charge them for the Mm. photocopying you have to do. You may not get that extra money. You may also get 8% interest on how much you would have got if you'd been compensated right at the outset and it's taken them two years to settle. But you may not. It depends. Always ask. But, you know, you can make claims about motor travel, wedding insurance, bank accounts, credit cards, mortgages, any type of loan, pensions and annuities, payment protection insurance, all sorts of things that are relating to financial customers. And as I said earlier, financial services companies aren't always brilliant. Mm. They may ignore your complaints. Going to the ombudsman, Mrs Mean, is quite a complex process, isn't it? I mean, you've got to have a really solid case to go to the ombudsman. You've got to have your homework all done, documents. I would imagine most of the areas that you need to discuss with the ombudsman. Uh, It's not just a quick, you know, phone call and say, look, this is what's happened. I need a payout. That's not going to happen, is it? Are you driven by a desire to create change? Dive into From Passion to Purpose, where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers. Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. No, but two cases of people I've helped recently. In one case, it was a bank. And first of all, it was a faulty car repair. And the car wouldn't work afterwards. The person has paid £1,800. The garage refused to do anything more. So the customer took it to another garage to get the work done. Cost £1,800 again. So maybe they operate a cartel. The garage wouldn't pay. So the customer, on my guidance, took it to their bank credit card under Section 74 of the Consumer Credit Act, saying, I paid for a service, I didn't get it, it was worth £1,800, I had to pay again. Well, the bank to start with said, oh, you just chose to pay twice for the repair. Now, who would do that? Really? They refused to pay twice, so the customer took it to the financial ombudsman. The bank dragged its feet, took months to engage, but as soon as the financial ombudsman got involved, they looked at it and they said, yeah, Who would pay for a car repair twice if it was effective? And I think it was within 10 days of first having a conversation with the financial ombudsman, the person got their compensation. So, you know, it's worth waiting for. In the other case I helped, it was a home buyer. Somebody wanted to buy a home. They were dealing with an estate agency, which was part of a big bank. They were charged for all sorts of services for um, assessing them, etc., as they made an application for this loan. At the end... 
they learned they would never have been, you know, they filled in the form, they would never have been eligible for this loan. They didn't have a big enough deposit. They hadn't got enough of a credit record, etc. So instantly upon looking at their application, the bank stroke estate agent should have said, no, you will never get this loan. Sorry, but go away. Instead, they charged them hundreds, if not thousands of pounds in organisation fees and other things in vetting them when they had no chance of getting the loan. So the bank said, no, 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 this is how things work. But the financial ombudsman found in their favour because it wasn't fair. And so those are the sort of things you just need to say, Mm. I don't think it's fair. And if the ombudsman says, actually, this is what always happens, look at page one of the agreement, then they've assessed it properly you don't always win but we need people on our side all the time all the time so it's the mrs mean money show podcast here to help you with ideas on ways to save money and uh, lizzie cook of course is mrs mean glenn thompson with you as well and uh, let's go through some of those uh, ombudsmen then mrs mean Uh, a whole list of them well first of all i'll mention the claims management ombudsman because it's a fairly new one Mm. and that came out of you may recall payment protection insurance it was wrongly sold to lots of people and wouldn't have worked for them and initially people used to complain to the financial ombudsman service now there is a separate it's run by the financial ombudsman but it's a separate cmc ombudsman and it will deal with people who have criminal injury cases employment cases all sorts of things normally with cmc's claims management companies you do pay a fee and that might be a fee for getting advice for investigating a claim or representing a case on your behalf so there is a fee you should be told what that fee is up front quite often some of the management companies in the early cases you had a perfectly legitimate case of a ppi they would take 30 or 50 percent of the money restored to you and if it's unfair the amount that they can claim money for you but if they have an agreement that is totally unfair and out with the market then you can make a claim against them you really have to watch what is happening and make sure should you pay 50 percent for somebody just filling out one form on your behalf because many of these things almost you get paid automatically All right, then, Mrs. Mean, give us an idea of some of the other ombudsman services that uh, we could use. Well, it's not surprising that the energy ombudsman had 105,000 cases last year. And as I said earlier, 75% of them ended up being resolved in the customer's favour. So if you think that they haven't been fair with you, they haven't told you what the costs are, they have done something that wasn't quite right, uh, a lot of things to do with billing. People who don't get bills because the energy company hasn't got round to it, then they try and claim them two or three years of bills all at once. Well, if you've been there and you've been asking for them and you've given all the information, they can only charge you for up to a year of energy prices it's that sort of thing that can be automatically sorted out quite quickly but unfortunately some of the energy companies aren't very helpful you've got cases involving mobile phones etc again there may be problems and they may be to do with mobile phones landline telephones broadband internet pay tv there's a motor ombudsman Mm. and they deal with well complaints about repairs but it's new car sales it may be the price you get for a second-hand car it may be to do with warranties that don't pay out it can be servicing and repair so that is a service it's registered with the Chartered Trading Standards Institute. Not many people know about it. If you've got a complaint with a garage, finding out whether they are part of it. The rail ombudsman, they deal with 
complaints about train companies. It's again independent. It's a full member of the Ombudsman Association. You should be able to get things resolved. Property Ombudsman, Property Redress Scheme, resolve disputes between consumers and property agents. There's a new Homes Ombudsman. There's a Furniture and Home Improvement Ombudsman. So there's pretty well an Ombudsman for just about everything then, is there? There are. The Pensions Ombudsman won't handle complaints about the state pension, but there are Public Sector Ombudsman. Oh, and we've got the legal ombudsman, and they can help with delays and excessive costs. If you're charged too much, if mm. you've got an agreement with your lawyer, what it's going to cost, and then suddenly it costs three times as much, they may deal with that. Public sector, there's a parliamentary and health service ombudsman. There's a local government and social care ombudsman. There's a housing ombudsman, <laughs> and that's to do with tenants of, of local authorities. There's a prisons and probation ombudsman. So there are lots of them. Presumably, Mrs Mean, you know, if you've got an issue with something, what Whatever it is, you just Google, you know, shoe ombudsman or something, or or it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, there is a retail ombudsman, so that might help you. I'm not sure whether there is one for cobblers or shoe (laughs) repairers, but look at it and see whether you are covered, because they are there. You can actually complain about an ombudsman if you don't think the quality of the service (laughs) you've Who do you go to for that, then? (laughs) They've got assessors who will sort it out for you. Now, I'm a great complainer, but... I will take no for an answer if I believe I've been given an explanation as to why things are fair and reasonable. Well, that's because you're Mrs Mean. Yeah, but there are some people who are litigious. I've come across them over the years and I've even seen them in civil courts where they just will not let something drop. And I just think they're spoiling their lives and I don't want anybody to be litigious, but I don't want anybody to be ripped off either. So... It's a matter of making sure that you have your complaint, you take it, you do it, you keep it simple. They don't need your life story. They just need to um, hear the facts. And so when it happened, what the account number was, what you believe you lost. And, you know, if there is no loss, it probably will be difficult to prove that you should get some money. But overall, it's about what you have lost and why you feel you should get it. What about if you find yourself in a vulnerable situation, you know, if you're sick or disabled or something like that? Is it easier to get help from the ombudsman? It should be, and it's supposed to be, particularly with the energy ombudsman, because vulnerable customers should be treated better than the rest of us. You know, they shouldn't be putting, well, we know they've stopped for the moment, but they shouldn't be putting vulnerable people onto prepayment meters, Mm. for example. So if you are vulnerable, then you should get extra help and do say what the problem Mm. is. And it can be that you are a person who's living, you know, with three small children, you're poor and you are being mithered Mm. by somebody good Lincolnshire word that, and you need help. And the ombudsman will help you. But beyond the ombudsman, if there isn't one for you, if there isn't one for your shoes, etc., there's another organisation which I've got a lot of time for. Oh, yes, you're going to tell us about Resolver. I am. Now, they've dealt with 7 million complaints for 4 million consumers. It's a free online complaint service. It's much quicker. Now, again, they would say, talk to the company that you think has done you wrong first, because there's no point in going to them if you haven't actually try to get the money. They've done a lot of work with people, particularly during the pandemic. Their flights were cancelled and some of the airlines were less good than others at paying you compensation. Mm. Some said, oh, well, it wasn't cancelled, it was postponed and we've given you a voucher and all those sort of things with lots of problems. Resolver helped an awful lot of people. It's free. They've got really useful things on their website. So resolver.com, 
there's lots of useful stuff there. They are dealing, as I say, they haven't been going that long, probably about five or six years, and they've already helped four million consumers. And they will be able to help people mm. that don't qualify for a particular ombudsman service. Invaluable advice then, Mrs Mean, on the ombudsman. Now, let's uh, just fire one more question at you before we wrap up on today's episode. Some ombudsman schemes won't investigate old complaints, so you'll need to check their cut-off point. I mean, you know, a lot of people do keep going back, don't they, to check if they can get anything, if there's any sort of value in any complaint they make. And, in fact, the cut-off is usually from when you first became aware Mm. that there was a problem. It's not when somebody did you wrong, when you actually paid too much for a particular mortgage or when you didn't get compensation that you should have done. Mm. Uh, It should have come automatically. It's when your friend says, oh, I've just got £5,000 because such and such happened. And you say, oh, that happened to me as well. And it happened years ago. But you didn't realise that that was something that shouldn't have happened. So even if it's an old complaint, some of them go back years and um, you can get the money. But overall, if you are engaged in a dispute with a bank or somebody and they say, no, this is the final answer, we're not going to deal with it, mm. you then have six months to make a formal complaint six to the ombudsman. Months. Okay. Six months to make it to the ombudsman. Some people may feel exhausted by dealing with the bank, but mm. you've got to keep it current because it's not fair on the institution if three years on you suddenly get a claim. With PPI, they did keep it open because essentially – People didn't realise that they shouldn't have been charged for PPI, that they would not have been able to claim. And that's the basic principle. If you didn't realise you'd been missold, then how would you make a claim? So that is how you look at it. So, Mrs Mean, all about saving you your hard-earned cash today, looking at ombudsman. One takeaway from today's episode, Mrs Mean, what would you suggest that would be? Well, make sure that with any purchase or contract, you always keep the documentation. And so you've got readily available account numbers, details, key dates when you want to complain. It makes it much easier. You're not having to go around the house looking for documents. But also remember that if your complaint is about something, a service or an item worth more than £100 that you did not receive, Mm. the company may not compensate you, but the credit card company, if you pay by credit card, may have to compensate you under the Consumer Credit Act. And they pay out billions of pounds over the years. A number of people I know who've done well with that. Ombudsman are brilliant. Consumer Credit Act and Resolver, you've got a lot of people on your side to make sure you get your money back. Okay, great advice. Uh, Mrs Mean Money Show today, all about the ombudsman then. There seems to be lots of ombudsmans out there, uh, so do Google it. And uh, that Resolver website, just have a quick look at that, Mrs Mean. Resolver.co.uk, resolver.com. Very easy to use. Are you a consumer? Are you a business? Very, very easily laid out uh, in, I think, almost in silly silly fashion because it's, you know, it's a foolproof one. Most. It's a great system, uh, the Resolver it, website. It is, and Resolver help companies to do better next yeah. time. So it helps us all if you make a complaint to them. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of other great podcasts in our series. Do check out uh, all of those episodes. It's Mrs. Mean Money Show. Just check that out on your favourite podcast platform. Type in Mrs. Mean Money Show. Check out the brand new website as well. Contact details on if you've got an idea for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into. Contact details coming up in just a moment. But Mrs. Mean, it's been great. Fascinating conversation today. One thing to say to you, stay mean, won't you? Oh, I will. I will. 
You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk and get in touch via the Contact the Show button. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit the subscribe button. Thank you.